Head cocked to the left. Partial deafness in ear. First point of attack. Two, throat paralyzed vocal cords. Stop screaming. Three, got to be heavy trigger floating rib to the liver. Four, finally, dragging left leg, fist to patella. Summary prognosis, conscious in 90 seconds, martial efficacy, quarter of an hour at best, full faculty recovery, unlikely. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello. You know, I always feel like I have to wait for the big the big impact before I start speaking. I don't know. It's like I feel like I owe it to them to get past the the big downbeat before I talk. I don't know why. Just that's what I say when I use the bathroom. Yeah, you, you feel like yeah. you have to wait for the downbeat before you can start talking. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, the greater good. The greater good. This is Sean Allred, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode two hundred and fifty. I sh- felt like we should have done something uh-huh. more significant for 250 and i didn't prepare anything so once again it's just a normal show and whatever um <laughs> even as i hit play on the intro i thought no maybe i should have done like a new intro you know various clips and i thought well i don't know maybe the musicals i haven't hasn't been that long um yeah so yeah whatever so we're not we're just gonna do a show and and just keep trudging on which is just fine so episode 250 and tonight we're talking about sherlock holmes the 2009 um, film adaptation. Guy, uh, Guy Ritchie, yes. Guy Ritchie, yeah. yeah. The directed uh, thing. He's a good. He's a good guy. He is a guy. He's a, and he, he's a good guy. And I am Sean, which I said earlier. And uh, joining me tonight is um, Andrew. Relax. I'm a doctor. Jimison. I have used that line several times in my life. Mm, that's good. Doesn't end up. <laughs> End up well though, for you or the person you're saying it to. Neither. No. Okay. <laughs> and Sam, meet. Ended many dates that way. And what? I said I ended many dates that way. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm a doctor. Uh, it's okay. Relax. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Why are you touching me? Oh. Uh, and Sam, meat or potatoes, Vector. Yeah, just so you know, Sean, yeah. the the running in my head, I have a complete internal dialogue of how to dispatch you yeah. going on at all times. Oh, neat. It's always like that kind of so. slow motion, like yes. you, you see me, it's it's first, smack sunburn. Second. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I'm, I'm yeah, constantly just... in a state of sunburn, so that's always a good one to go for. Well, you are a redhead, so that oh, makes sense. Yeah, I am, yeah. I'm just not a midget. Wait, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. So let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in. That's right. <laughs> 2009 Sherlock Holmes. Um, this movie came out in 09, which the more I've been looking at, 2009 was a really good year for movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What? What else was in 09? Well, the up until... Um, Endgame beats it. The 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 greatest financial success movie ever made, Avatar. Was that just in '09? I thought it was earlier than that. That okay. was '09. So it's only eight years ago. Yeah. Wow, does wow. seem like a long time ago. Ten, doesn't it? Ten, ten years ago, right? It's ten two, years ago. It's 2019, That's right. right? Oh wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Watchmen. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, some people like it, some people don't, but it's it's it's. You know, critically acclaimed, if you will. Zombieland, which I like. Um, I liked, mm-hmm. yeah. You're in Glorious Bastards, which I didn't like. I liked um, it. Your X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is garbage. 
this movie, Star Trek 09. Um, uh, Star the, Trek? Uh, Star, yeah, no. Uh, the Blind Side, which won Sandra her Oscar. Uh, Angels and Demons 2012. Uh, wait, right. no. What? No, that's the wrong 2012. What? No, yeah, 2012. Uh, yeah, the disaster flick. District 9, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, Terminator Salvation. I mean, that's just in the top 20 I clicked on. Up? Uh, Down. Uh, the, human, right. the Human Centipede? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, critically acclaimed. Push. Critically oh, I, love, acclaimed. I love Push. We gotta do that for the podcast. I wish it was streaming. Oh, Push is great. Yeah, I love Push. Um, Still don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't know it. Ooh, sorry, that was loud. You would know it if. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You would as soon as you started watching, you'd recognize it. It's it's pretty. Okay. It's like a comic book world. I don't know if it's based on a graphic novel, but it feels like it should be. Moon, which we did. Moon. Moon. Moon, which we did for this show. So, I mean, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, I mean, Fast no. and the Furious, Coraline, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Up in no. the Air, Princess and the Frog. It was a big year for that for movies that year. It's a big year. So, yeah. So, with that, so, so, so they say. Well, so I say. And, well, you're just, and again, you're just I, somebody. Well, I, I am just somebody. <laughs> um, <laughs> most days I'm nobody. So. <laughs> Um, so I'll take a somebody, uh, but it, uh, it's, it, it's a good year for film. I'm not saying it's the best year. I mean, I guess financially yeah. speaking, I guess it probably is, uh, yeah. un- until this year. Um, yeah, I'd say, well, I mean, just not just in game, but think about it. Th- this year will have, um, Captain Marvel, which made close to a billion, uh, end game will hit 2 billion and, the next Spider-Man, Far From Home, I will I foresee hitting a billion. So I mean, this this is a year in which they could have made four billion dollars off of three movies. Wow! I just think about that. <laughs> it's insane. Disney knew what they were doing. Good uh, lord! Yeah, and, and and making that deal with Sony was um, the best Brilliant. one of those things. Yeah, so it was great. Well, we I mean, think of it. Remember when how excited we got when we heard? Yeah. Right? No, oh, no kidding. We were. We were all losing our minds. I was, we were all very excited. Uh, you know what else I was excited about? Sherlock Holmes, 2009. Andrew, will, yes. you, will you tell us what this movie specifically is about? We all kind of know what Sherlock Holmes is. He's like, maybe we don't. Uh, maybe we do. But tell us what this movie specifically is about. I sure will, Sean. Oh, great. <laughs> After finally catching serial killer and occult sorcerer Lord Blackwood, Legendary sleuth Sherlock Holmes and his assistant, Dr. Watson, can close yet another successful case. But when Blackwood mysteriously returns from the grave and resumes his killing spree, Holmes must take up the hunt once again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, that, that, that works. That's, it's, it's accurate. Yeah. Sure. So, sure. had this been the first viewing for either one of you? No. No. This is one of, one of, one of my guilty pleasures. No. If he, I mean, it's not even a guilty pleasure because yeah. everybody seems to like this one. It's, yeah. a, it's a good movie. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a pleasure. And, <laughs> and one thing I really recognize this time around mm-hmm. watching too is how darn good the soundtrack is. Mm. It is, Dude. <laughs> it is so iconic yeah. to this movie. It's like once it starts playing, like, it, immediately you know what you're in, wow. and I just love it. I love it. In. Yep. All right, audience, you guys ready for some trigger words? You ready for this? Watch, watch yes. Sam and I just get triggered here. In 2009, for the Oscars for 2009, there mm-hmm. were only three mm-hmm. films nominated for Best Film Score. Only three. This movie, which, again, is, uh, is just amazing. And I... Wait, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, I mean, just... Just listen to this. Oh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I actually enjoy rocking out to that in the car. Oh, I, I literally listen to that in my car. And this oh. film was also nominated. <sighs> yep. Those two films were both nominated. And the movie Ooh. that won 
was not one of them. It was the social no. network. And it was a barely a soundtrack as it is. Uh, I'm did, still upset about that one. Yeah. Did that really win? Yeah, I yes. 100% promise that it won. Trent, Trent Reznor was the guy that directed it, or was the, was the composer for it. You know, the dude from yeah. friggin' Balls, did they like to get that? Right? Uh, I, I, totally, I totally think uh, how, how to Train Your Dragon should have gotten it. Oh, yeah. But, but if Sherlock would have gotten it, I would have been okay. This, so but, this, this is what won. This right here. That's, that beat those two things. Scratchy, scratchy cellos and a piano lick. So that that actually pisses me off. I'm I'm right? not. We're not at all bitter about this. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, is that this this film score is is amazing. It's truly awesome. Yeah. I will I, I will admit I have spent money on both How to Train and this film score. So at least I've I feel like I've done my duty. To to well to the, kind of spurn the Oscars with that. The so. clips I just played for you for, were from my library, so yes, right, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, uh, so yeah, the, the film score at Hans Zimmer is, is is wonderful. I love. Okay, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Of course, I own it. That's not a shock. Um, this is probably my twelfth time seeing this movie. Um, oh, wow. Oh, I, I love this movie. I really do. I yeah. saw it in the theater. I immediately bought it the day it came out. Uh, I've watched the behind the scenes on it. I love the Sherlock Holmes storyline. I've read those books. Um, my my dad's dad, I called him my peep, uh, my pawpaw. That's what I called him. Um, he was a huge fan of Arthur Conan Doyle. And uh, he bought the first ever collection there was the, it wasn't obviously a first print, but it was the first time the entire works were in a collection, and he bought them. They're all this oh, wow. kind of old red, um, kind of fake leather bound collection, and I have those, and I read them all. Um, as years after my my dad's dad died, I, it was kind of a way to kind of reconnect with him in a way, and uh, and I love the stories. I love the Sherlock Holmes ideas and the way that Conan Doyle's brain worked to solve the mysteries. And, um, and so I love, I love the whole mythos. I love the new Benedict Cumberbatch version of Sherlock Holmes. I think, I think they're, yes. I think they're brilliant and, and perfect in many ways. Um, so did you like the, the Will Ferrell version? I did not see that. I it got like a it got like a one on uh, I, on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I mean, <laughs> it's got some really bad reviews. I, I heard it was terrible. And and yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It, it kind of just annoyed me that they even made the movie. I'm not gonna lie. It, like this is like hallowed ground for 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 me. <laughs> um, and you don't you don't do that. Is all. I just thought anyway. Uh, I'm sure some people listening love that movie and and think I'm crazy, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I've never seen it, and I will never see it. I'll just put it to you that way. Oh, never gonna watch it unless it's ever streaming, and a listener demands that we watch it, and then and then, in which case, I'll watch it. Maybe, and then you'll complain, and then I'll just complain and complain. Which <laughs> uh, could make for a good show. I don't know. What are you gonna say, Andrew? Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard a oh. mumble or a, a, a something. Um, that was my stuff. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> but I love, I love the way this movie looks. I love the, the way it feels. I love the um, guy Ritchie loves his super slow mo, and mm-hmm. it's done in a way that I think is very tasteful and and creative. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the sake of it. It's to show us how fast Holmes's brain works. So with yeah, the, we, the explosion scene, I just, that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. great. Yeah. There's, so. I remember thinking when I saw this for the first time that that, that was brilliant. I don't think I've ever seen it done that way before. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been done similarly, but not like this. Yeah. Um, there's a really great scene in the Benedict Cumberbatch series where uh, Holmes... You're gets, a- 
Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I've, I know I've played the song, the the <laughs> Bandersnatch Cumberbatch, whatever it is, the Sour Patch <laughs> Bandercat. That's so funny. <laughs> my 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 baby's in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's a funny song. Go go YouTube it. I'm not going to find it and play it again. But um, yeah. there's a scene where he gets shot, and it shows how fast that his brain works. That like he determines which way he should fall so that he won't bleed out kind of a thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. like his, the way his mind works. It's just amazing. Um, and there's a lot of intricacies, like a lot of little details that this movie got right. There's some that they got wrong. Like what? Um, I, cause I've, ne- I've never read the books, so I am a newbie to anything Doyle. Sure. Um, Honestly, the way that Cumberbatch portrays him is probably more true to the character than this version. Oh, um, really? He's kind of that neurotic. Not neurotic. How do you say it? Um, how do you say this? Uh, well, he's, he's a sociopath. He says, yeah, he always he calls himself a high-functioning sociopath. That's, yeah. that's what the Cumberbatch version says. And he is. He is, he is autistic. He is on the spectrum. If they had yep. that phrase back then, um, this this Holmes is more kind of in touch with people. He's still kind of aloof a little bit from from people's feelings and how they should feel and how like he should be acting with Mary and stuff. So he still shows that, but he he's also still real big into uh, like the relationship with Irene comes off a little too almost too sexual. Yeah. You know, which is fine. Again, yeah, if you're going to have Rachel McAdams, you need her to be a little sexy because she's awesome. Yes. Um, the other thing is that though, though Holmes is, uh, he is very messy as far as his workspace and things are, are always a disaster. He himself is always kept clean um, and tidy. I mean, there's a, I remember specifically in The Hound of the Baskervilles where he wanted to observe the townsfolk, without being noticed, he literally slept in a cave and paid a local boy every day to bring him fresh shirts and cold wa- and water to shave. So, mm-hmm. so, so the part where like Watson's like complaining about how his how his general lack of hygiene—that's not really one of the things. Um, again, unless there's someone that's a bigger expert than I am, is listening goes well. Actually, in this specific book, they mention that. What I remember from the stories. That wasn't a thing. But for the most part, everything else is pretty yeah. right on. I mean, he is a boxer. Um, he's not a champion boxer, but he, he does fight. Uh, in this movie, uh, it's more judo than kind of um, the, the boxing that they would have done then. But it's still fun to watch. But that part, that's, that's pretty true. The, the, you know, him playing the violin, him having arguments with Watson... Um, but all the stories are from the point of view, all but four are, are from the point of view of Watson. So they're a little bit less argumentative and more, not quite hero worship, but a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, yeah. like, remember in the first episode with, um, with Cumberbatch and that Watson, Watson's like, wow. And he looks at him and goes, most, wow. people, most people tell me to piss off. And you're saying, you know. Like, that's kind of how it is a little bit. I mean, eventually they get to a point where they do argue and, and have a fun relationship. But um, it's less, it's not as bad as it is in this one. I mean, this one, I mean, he's, Watson's ready to punch him. Like, almost at any moment, he's ready. To, and he does, in fact, punch him uh, in the carriage and then throws out a waistcoat just to piss him off. <laughs> um, it actually kind of reminds me of you and me, Sam. I'm just going to be honest. That, that's, oh, yeah. that's very yeah. something I mean, that you and I would do. We're, we're, we're very close to killing each other at most times. Yeah, like you, this is your shirt. No, now it's out the window. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have very, so I took very few notes, as I do when I, when I love a movie. But I did have to write down the things that have always bothered me about the movie. And there's a few. There, there's things that, that, that kind of get you on this. I'm, I'm curious about you guys. Okay, say that again. Sorry. Sorry, no, uh, Internet. Uh, I was just saying that I, the few notes that I wrote um, basically are, are my little complaints about the movie. 
Okay. I, was, I didn't know if you guys had any before I get into mine. I, I not really, because I, I I sat there trying to think of what I could complain about, and it's it's not a perfect you know Oscar worthy film, but at the same time it's so darn entertaining it's hard not to like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like I'm having a hard time coming up with reasons to not like it. But it's not like I can't put it above Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan. And it's just it's hard to describe what the problems are because it's not really problems. It's just it's it's a little nitpicky (sighs) on my part. Yeah. Some of the things. And Andrew, I'm getting kind of a gnarly echo from you. Is Andrew there? I'm I'm muted. Oh, then I'm getting a gnarly echo from Sam. Better? I don't know. Yes, maybe. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, so again, a little nitpicky, but like, well, I mean, the it, neck. it was it's super. Conv- I mean, I can, I've always thought it a little weird that the head of the Ox Order, who's taking his little bath in his tub, didn't know about the secret room where the worshiping stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't that your house? Like, wouldn't you? How did your son find out and you not? I just thought that was. Like he should have known what that noise was instantly, when all the candles yeah. went out and all that stuff. He should have known what that was. All right, whatever. And then it was also super convenient that it was raining. And then it was also super convenient that uh, that uh, Standish from America, who had the most American of American accents in this movie, because when everyone's Woo-hoo! British, when everyone's a, when everyone's British, you have to make sure that your American actor sounds very different. Um, from the American actors playing British people. Um, you know, it's super convenient that he didn't, um, like, re- change, like, rechamber, not rechamber, but, like, spin the revolver. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't grab his gun from his desk and then do that thing where everyone does in movies when they have a revolver, where they spin it to make sure that it's fully loaded. <laughs> you know? You know? Heck, I'd do it if I had a revolver. <laughs> I have a I have a fake revolver and I'd do it. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it's actually not as easy as it looks. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I have a revolver and mine does not do that. It, well, if it's well oiled, it should. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it doesn't I want a revolver. It doesn't spin like a fidget spinner does, but I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it does. You can make it spin a little bit. How? What? what you have a revolver? You have a gun in there in your house? Who, me? No, oh, it's I know the you only don't. gun I own. I know you don't, Sam. No, I'd just like that one, Tiger. It's just a little twenty-two, just for safety. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know I've that. always heard that the, the revolver is a good one to have because it doesn't fail as often. Yeah. It, 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 can't, it, yeah. it literally can't. Yeah. So. I used it to get my concealed and carry license. Oh, I didn't know you got that either. Well, I never turned in the paperwork, so I technically didn't, but I took the class. Oh. Cool. <laughs> so uh, there was a, there was a guy at Outback the other night that had literally was his thigh. He had a handgun strapped to his thigh on the outside, mm-hmm. like a freaking modern cowboy. Nice. And I was thinking to myself, first of all, I, why? But then secondly, um, I was I was kind of hoping he was a cop. It just seemed really strange. Well, we are that that that. Con- not conspicuous. What do you yeah. call it? The opposite of conspicuous. Yeah. Well, we're, we are open carry state. I mean, if he has a license for the weapon, yeah. he can open carry. Um, it's just you're not used to seeing it because and you, you, you're only, you're, you, like, like you just said, you're used to seeing that with a badge attached to it. Mm-hmm. So, so either he was like a detective or like a, or someone else, or he was just a dude that wanted to make sure that he that people knew that don't, don't, no one would mess with him. Yeah, basically. don't mess you're with right. Bob because he's got his, his firearm. Anyway, um, we won't get into that. No, no, no. Show. Though I did I admittedly go to IMFDB on this movie, uh, IMFDB.org, the Internet Movie Firearm Database on this movie. Nice. I was just curious about the pistols they had because honestly, I wanted to see if they're period accurate. Um, and they were. Nice. Uh, I was just one of those little dumb things. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, again, convenient that Standish fired the, the right round that, that they boogered up. I mean, unless. We're to assume that they boogered up all of them. I would guess you'd have to, right? You'd have to, I guess. So, um, 
and leave nothing to chance with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's also super convenient that Coward is delivering his dialogue with his back to Holmes so Holmes can stop up the flu and then make the place all smoky and and stuff like that. But I mean, and we've all we've all been near a campfire. The moment that that flu was closed, he would have immediately been like, "Why do I smell fire?" You know what I'm saying? Like he would, he would have immediately realized it. But whatever, it's fine. Not something that goes unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but whatever. It was a cool scene, and I I know that you guys are probably gonna just completely bash me for this, but no, it's fine. that's right, Andrew. Shut up. We hate you. I know, but I don't. Um, <laughs> You, you you hate this movie. I did not like Rachel McAdams in this movie. No, oh, okay. I like her as an actress. Yeah. And I feel like she was in this as eye candy and not really, I don't know. Did, I just Did they really need her? I feel like it was gratuitous in a way. Well, they need her to trigger an emotional response from, from Holmes. So. Okay. I won't say she's bad. I'll say she wasn't strong. Okay. Because she's she, a weak character. She's on my sh- my short list, by the way. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah but that's different. Yeah. That's a different. That's a different thing. Well, and, and, and Andrew, it, her character, uh, I mean, Blackwood's obviously made up for this movie. He's not in a Holmes storyline. Right. Um, Holmes? But she's only in one... Of the short stories, she's it's it's a it's not even a full novel. She's only in one, a Scarlet for uh, no, a, a, a scandal in Belgra- um, Belgravia, Belgravia. It's not made up. Other thing, no, it's a country that's not real, but it's a it's a scandal thing, and um, Holmes meets her. If you've seen the Benedict Cumberbatch version where he meets her, where he's sent to steal her cell phone. Uh-huh. That's how he meets her in this story. Is he was hired to steal some paper, and it's done the exact same way. He he pretends that he was beat up. He gets into the house. She knows who he is, uh, and then she has Watson. He has Watson set fire to uh, like a newspaper or something. And just like in that, whenever you know, you smell smoke the first thing, like whenever you think that there's a fire, you would look to the thing that you need to protect. And that's how he gets the stuff. And so it's, it's not this big elaborate thing that the movie makes it out to be. And that a lot of other movies make it out to be. It's, it's one story, but because it's the only woman that ever kind of beat him at anything, you know, they, they it play makes, it up. Yeah. It makes it a, so, so maybe that part, Andrew, is the fact that there's less information on her to go on to build as a character, or maybe just Rachel McAdams. You know, I mean, I'm one to sometimes give in to a character because she's attractive, but I feel like that's I, I was fighting that this time. Like I, I wanted to like her because she's an attractive actress. But I couldn't, a hundred percent. I don't know. Eh, well, it's maybe fine. It, it, no, it could no, be no. the age difference is also in the yeah. actors. Is it that we? Is that just us getting older and it's getting creepier as we get older? I think so. Maybe I don't know. Right. It's funny. I hadn't even thought about the age difference, but you're not. You're not wrong. Um, Again, I, I she, uh, yeah, she's um, doing math. She's twelve years younger than him. Mm. I mean, she's your age, Sam. Oh, I know. That's why she's on the list. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, she's also Canadian. Yeah, don't you know? So there you go. Uh, which she did pretty good with the uh, with the accent, the English accent. I thought she did all right. Uh, wait, what? She's rumored in Sherlock Holmes 3? Yeah. Didn't she die? She dies in 2. Spoiler. Um, Interesting. It just says, plot is unknown. It only has Robert Downey Jr., her, and Jude Law as rumored for the cast. That's it. 
Weird. All right. Not cool. I wonder who the bad guy's going to be. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, she was fine. I love, okay, Mark Strong. We've got to talk about Mark Strong for a minute. The guy that played Lord Blackwood. He's mm. great. I love yes. him. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Oh, yeah. In everything he does. And because everything he does, he's the bad guy. Um, I just assumed that when we saw, I've, I've said this before, that when I saw the Kingsman, the first Kingsman, he was going to be. That he was going to be the bad guy. He was going to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I really did. God, he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, we saw him in, uh, uh, Stardust for the show. Yep. He wasn't a bad guy in that one, was he? Technically. Yeah. Remember he was the, the guy, the kid, the, the, the guy trying to get the king and he killed, he killed whoever he wanted to kill and he killed one of his brothers and oh, he wasn't, the, he wasn't, I keep popping my microphone. Damn. He wasn't the bad guy, but he was a bad guy. Obviously, okay. the witch is the bad guy. Yeah. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in Sunshine, Stardust, Babylon AD, Rock and Rollo. Uh, obviously, Sherlock Holmes. He was in Kick-Ass. He was in Robin Hood, bad guy. Kick-Ass, he's a bad guy. Uh, he was in The Eagle, which we did for the show. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Which as a bad guy, when he was in Green Lantern as Sinestro, I'm like he's gonna be a bad guy at some point, and he was at the end. Um, Zero Dark Thirty, he wasn't a bad guy; he was just a douche. Um, John Carter, he was in John Carter. We should do that for the podcast, by the way. That's on now. I, I believe, know, right? It's streaming. It is streaming. That's why I thought of that. Um, so anyway, uh, and then he was in the, the Siege of Jeddahville. As Connor Cruz O'Brien. Wasn't a bad guy, just... That's of... right. So we've seen him several times. That's kind of Sweet. Cool. He's in a movie coming up called 1917. Ooh, what's this? Plot is unknown. The film will be set in 1917 during World War One. Sam Mendes is directing. Ooh, Eva Mendes' uh, husband? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he could be, for all I right. know. We'd known him from he 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 directed Skyfall. That's where we know him from. Skyfall. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how it goes. He's <laughs> doing uh, he's doing the new uh, TV series, The Dark Crystal. Ooh, that's also streaming. The Dark Crystal. Ooh, we should. Is that, that the old Jim Henson thing? Yeah, where it's like scary and creepy and weird, and definitely not one for the kiddos. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. We should do that. Anyway, he's great. I love him. And he's weird in this movie and creepy and great. So more Mark Strong all the time. And it's funny because, Sam, I think we've had this conversation like on the show where I mentioned Mark Strong and you're like, that's the bad guy from Ocean, the Ocean's Eleven movie. I'm like, no, that's Andy Garcia. Like they look alike yeah. for some reason. Um, and people get them confused all the time. It's kind of strange. Oh. But it's just kind of funny. Because I mentioned that before. I'm like, hey, you know, he was the bad guy in Stardust. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy from Ocean's Eleven. No, 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 that's a different dude. They just both have slick black back hair. Slicked yeah. back slick. hair. Slick backed? Slick slick hair. Slick black hair. Yeah, whatever. And they're both bad guys. Except in that one time. Uh, Jude Law as Dr. Watson I thought was great. Uh, I love Jude Law, though. and he, his, his facial yeah. expressions in this movie are just so good. Um, and I think that was a you know, perfect th- cast. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. The, um, I, I think that it was great that they chose a, an A-list actor to be Watson. Because in movies like this, they typically choose somebody to be you know, the lead who's yep. an A-lister. And the the assistant or the uh, sidekick is kind of a B or C list actor at some time. Yeah. But I think choosing Jude Law was a smart choice because the chemistry between the two of them is fantastic. Well, here's the one thing. They look that... like friends. You know, they, they, they feel and they, they did a really good job making me think that these two guys have been pals for a while. Sure. Yeah, like they definitely had they had a lot the, of the they, ban the banter and the chemistry between them yeah, was, they was had, great. Yeah, I mean honestly they had better chemistry than Irene did and Rachel McAdams. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. The one thing that I love about, I mean, I love about this movie that they've got 100% right that so many other versions of Sherlock Holmes got wrong is that Watson is a military man. He is, I mean, he's a doctor, but he was a soldier. And they got that part right. So many times you see the Holmes-Watson thing where, I mean, yes, that whole elementary, my dear Watson, like, yeah, Watson is simple-minded compared to, to Holmes. I get that. But he's not a simpleton. No. And in cartoons like The Great Mouse Detective, you know, Watson is this bumbling guy that just follows behind Sherlock and just is in awe of him. And there's there's so many other cartoons, and even um, there's other versions, like um, um, other versions of, of Sherlock Holmes where... Uh, I can't remember the guy that played it, but there was old, like, black and white McGillicuddy. versions. McGillicuddy. Yeah, there's, like, old versions where it's, um, like, my mother-in-law loves this one version, and I watched a couple episodes with her after seeing this, and I'm like, yeah, I, these are these are garbage. Because, because that Watson was that. He's just this bumbling, fat, toddling, uh, he's a punchline. And I love the fact that in this movie, they, I mean, Mark Strong calls him his guard dog. That's what he is. He's there to physically protect Holmes. Because well, I, w- I was going to ask too, in the books, how does that work? Is it, is it a, you know, obviously he, he is a sounding board for, for Sherlock, I'm sure a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So does that mean that, um, you know, he, he is as an equal in the book. Well, again, in, that the, makes sense? in the book, he is the narrator, right? So, it's, yeah. so you know, Watson will have a theory, and it'll be 100% incorrect, but sometimes it helps Holmes get to the actual thing. And sometimes, yeah. uh, so, so Holmes has a, has the view of the brain is different than some. His view is that a brain is like an attic. And that there's only so much information, there's only so much space, right? Like your, your brain's a hard drive. It is finite, right? So yeah. he doesn't fill it with things that can't help him solve crime. So there's a, okay. like, like there's a bit where he, where he talks about, where Watson's talking about, uh, oh, it's going to be the such and such equinox or something. And he goes, what, what is that? Like, and he goes, well, it's where the moon and the sun and the thing. And he's like, uh, okay, I, I don't know what that is, and I don't, I don't care. And then, you, like, you learn, like, he doesn't even understand the fact that the Earth revolves around the sun, and, like, because he, he doesn't care. It doesn't help yeah. him. So there's a couple of times where Watson's knowledge of the world, in the fact, the way that kind of we perceive it, helps, and sometimes it doesn't. So he's, he basically he's Sherlock's hold on humanity. Yes. Yes, right? absolutely. He, he yeah. is what makes Sherlock human, or at least consider the human aspects. Yeah, he but is. But because Sherlock is so Asperger, that's that's pretty much, it, well, that's pretty much Asperger's, isn't it? When you have a hard time with the emotional um, since, EQ, you know, your giant IQ, but uh, maybe a harder time with EQ. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. Yeah, sympathy is hard uh, when you're yeah. when you're that point. Empathy. Um, you know, sometimes it's just communication. You you're not communicating uh, great because you don't know how to. Um, yeah. it's it's Leonard and, and Sheldon. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, hey, well, that, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's that's the type of humor we see even in this movie. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and that's just what made me happy about having. Now, that's one thing I do also like that they kind of changed a little bit because he Watson carries a cane because of his injury in the Africa campaign, not Africa in the Afghanistan campaign. Um, but in the new version, he was also injured in Africa in Afghanistan. I keep saying Africa for some reason in Afghanistan. Uh, but his injury is, uh, psycho. It's, it's in his head. Right. And yeah. after the first episode, he leaves the cane behind and just is, it's just him, which I think is actually kind of cool. That they changed that a little bit, um, but yeah, he. Uh, I just like the fact that he's not some helpless dude. 
Yep. That he can participate. And again, he might not have it all intellectually, but he, 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 is, he truly does help Holmes, which, yeah. I, which I think is really cool um, as a character and, and whatnot. Um, and another fun thing, you'll, you might find this fun, Sam and Andrew and anyone else listening, for those who have not read the books, is that Conan Doyle got to a point where he was ready to be done with Sherlock Holmes. He didn't write the, most of these as novels. They, were, they appeared in the newspaper as short stories. <laughs> um, that was the easiest way to get your word out, was in the newspaper. So they would, he would have these little you know, four or five page stories at the back of the newspaper of, of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And it wasn't until hmm, The Hound of the Baskervilles he decided to write a novel. So he got to a point where he was ready to kill off Holmes. He wanted to be done with him. So he kills him in a, uh, the book, the story called The Final Solution, I think. Isn't that the, is that where he falls over the waterfall yeah, or something? He goes over the Rickenbach uh, Falls, uh, killing Moriarty with him. Yeah. And that's right. The, the, the people did a letter campaign to bring him back. And he was so flooded with letters to bring this character back that he did. And that's why, Sam, and I know you've read Lost World. What's the first thing Ian Malcolm says at the beginning of Lost World? You remember? People thought, you know, yeah, people thought he was dead. Well, um, there's a famous line. The news of my death uh, has been greatly exaggerated. That's exactly. Rumors, uh, rumors, isn't it? rumors of my death have been... Rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. There that you go. He's taking the line from Sherlock Holmes or from Conan Doyle in that. Well, that it was the exact same thing, though. That's the exact thing. Right. Yeah. Crichton that, was being forced to write another novel that he didn't really want to write. Right. So. And Conan Doyle, maybe, I don't know if he didn't want to write it, but he wrote a novel bringing Holmes back. So eh. it's just kind of nice. cool. I think that's kind of neat. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't mean to compare the book so much to the movie because we try not to when you have a source material like this. But sorry, um, but the well, movie, I was into. I was interested to hear because you know you get so many versions of Sherlock Holmes, so many versions, and yeah, you, you know we're we're kind of book nerds anyway, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are that way as well. So it's it's I think it's a good thing to. Yeah, you should. Uh, that would be like an audio book of one of his. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do the Hound of Baskervilles, I, but I would do. You know, there's several of his that are like they're novels that are a bunch of short stories, um, and this movie references a bunch of them in very subtle ways. You know, like when he's explaining the plan when he's in the room with the candles all over the floor and he's holding his little stick, and he holds yeah. it up to his head. The stick looks like snakeskin. There's a story called The Speckled Man in which a man trains his snake to kill people. Yep. I mean, that's like, like, like that's what it's for, you know, or he trained to kill a person, not people, but a person. Um, yeah. So, like, there's a bunch of cool little references throughout this, uh, throughout this movie to those other movies, which is great. Um, here's my other kind of nitpicky thingy. So I wrote, there are only two issues really that I have with this movie. Is one is that the thing that eventually kills Blackwood, right? They're up on the bridge, which by the way, the um, London Bridge is nowhere, nowhere near Parliament. It, they're, not, they're not even, like they would have been running for days to get there, but that's not the point. Um, is that... They're up there and they're fighting, and all of a sudden, the the mechanism that eventually kills him just fails for no reason. It's not like they caused it to fall. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why it should have died. He should have divine divine intervention. That's basically. the only thing it can be, right? Like he was supposed to die, and so death is catching up. Mm -hmm. I guess, right? Oh, God, Andrew, you scared me. <laughs> 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 hadn't heard from you in a while, and all of a sudden you growled into your microphone. <laughs> He's easily frightened. Just, just bear with him. I'm like a, I'm like a little kitten. I, just, I, get... <laughs> I don't, I don't know why that's annoyed me, but that's always kind of bothered me. 
Um, well, in the, I mean, honestly, when when you see a Sherlock Holmes, you, you think logic, right? And you think, yeah. you know, you don't think of um, the the only space for any kind of magical happenings is in the dastardly plot that ends up being some sort of scientific mechanism. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when things like this happen in a movie like this, it's kind of, you kind of roll your eyes a little bit like, really? You know, couldn't they have thought of a smarter way to dispatch this person or, you know, had Sherlock think his way out of something or think his way again, you know, throw this over here, it hits this lever, it hits, you know, starts this engine and sort of, you know, well, they I could mean, have done it a little smarter. I would have been fine with how, like, um, like at the end of Kung Fu Panda 2, how the villain kills himself. Like, I would have been fine if him and his rage is swinging his sword, which trips the thing, which docks the thing, which breaks the thing and makes the thing fall. Like, I'm okay if he is the master of his own demise. Um, yeah. You know, but like, but it didn't happen. It just, the thing just failed. It just failed. And he, you know, Holmes just stepped out of the way and then it falls and he dies. So it's whatever. Uh, and the only other thing really, and again, this is a, it's a, only because I know it, but the idea of in the 1890s, you have electromagnetic waves. We're, we're having RC. No. And the fact <laughs> that he uses the word, and a device that is controlled via radio wave. Marconi wouldn't invent, invent the radio for like another thirty years, so that word doesn't. That word has no meaning. He might as well have said a device controlled by booga booga booga. Uh, it is, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That word has no meaning in 1898 or 90. That was in the original script, so yeah. they, you know, <laughs> he changed it to radio. They, they changed it to radio waves. <laughs> sure. So, Donnie finally said, come on, people, you know. We can't say buka, buka, buka. We can't say buka, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, also at the end when he's explaining the uh, uh, the, the the thing that to, to prove how Blackwood didn't have a pulse. And he says, it's uh, on the shores of, of the, in, in Turkey. It wasn't called Turkey. It was still the Ottoman Empire, but. Anyway, again, only, <laughs> hi- only history guys would know that, but. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. Again, it's still a it's a really good movie. I have so much fun with yeah. this movie. I enjoy it. But oh yeah. It's just those little things. Oh, we have a hopping man, though. Believe it or not. Hopping man. Yeah. Who's and the hopping man? And it's not a man. It's actually a plot point, and it only is a hopping man in the sense that it doesn't carry to the next movie. Does that make sense? Oh. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the movie at the end is that she's trying to steal the device so she can let um, Moriarty go yeah. in to steal the, the the electronic device. It's not mentioned one time in Sherlock in the second movie. Interesting. It's, it's never mentioned at all. Huh. It's just it's like it literally imagine like Thanos is going out trying to collect. To, literally, he goes to to build the gauntlet, and then the next movie he doesn't have a gauntlet. It's just not there. Interesting. You know, it's yeah. it's it's very strange. Um, but anyway. Weird. Yeah, you ready for some clips? No. Oh. How about now? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. We weren't quite ready. Ready even. Uh, I have a few because this movie is funny, in my opinion. Um, number one. This is. Uh, I I honestly don't remember the relationship with Mrs. Hudson because in the mm. the new version it's kind of a loving son mother relationship and this one it's not at all so I'm I'm I, I honestly don't remember but here we go Mrs. Hudson is seeking at one case that intrigues me at present the curious case of Mrs. Hudson the absentee landlady I've been studying her comings and goings they appear most. Tea, Mr. Holmes. Is it poisoned, (laughs) Nanny? There's enough of that in you already. Don't touch. Everything is in its proper place, as per usual. Nanny. Oh, he's killed the dog. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Love. Good stuff. This is literally a conversation that has happened between me and Sam. 8.30, the Royale. Wear a jacket. You wear a jacket. 
Oh man! For for Sam's fortieth birthday, we all got together, and I said that, and that was what he said. I literally said, "Sam, come on!" I mean, this is a recording of that night. Uh, this is not from the movie. This is a recording from that night. Eight thirty, the Royale. Wear a jacket. You wear a jacket. See, Sam, you're such a dick. Why are you telling me to wear a jacket? <laughs> um, of course I would. Yeah. Uh, here's a little slight nod to uh, Holmes's uh, use of cocaine. You do know what you're drinking is meant for eye surgery. Yeah. Yeah. They use cocaine for that stuff. He was also a frequent of opium. He used uh, of opium dims. He liked to use opium. But back then, it wasn't as taboo as it is now. Uh, this part made me laugh, along with the weird noise at the end. Holmes, what are you doing? Nothing. Are you wearing a false nose? No. Tell me that that was a false <laughs> I don't know why that noise makes me laugh, but it does. It just... I could, you know, I could have used more banter. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. What? I, I could have really used more banter between the two, only because it's just so much fun. Yeah, just the back and forth. Speaking of the mm-hmm. two of them, get that out of my face. It's not in your face; it's in my hand. Get what's in your hand out of my face. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times my wife has said that to me. Literally, I'm like, I'll be trying to like, hand her something, like, like, like she'll say, "Hand me, your, hand me my phone," and then I'll hand her her phone. But of course, I'm a jerk, so I literally like stick it in her face. And then this is literally, she'll still say, "Get that out of my face." It's not in your face; it's in my hand. Get what's in your hand out of my face. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've we've had that conversation about a thousand times. Um, this is the last one I got. Again, this one also made me laugh out loud. And scared the dog. Madam, I need you to remain calm. And trust me, I'm a professional. But beneath this pillow lies the key to my release. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andrew also said that on many dates, but it didn't work either. Those did not work out. No. So then he does. So that's when he switched to the to the to the doctor bit. That's okay. I'm I'm a professional. Uh, Okay. Here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I mean, there's actually about another 30 clips I could have picked from this movie because there's so much just kind of funny stuff, but I chose not to. Robert Mallier, the guy who played Dredger, accidentally knocked out Robert Downey Jr. while filming a fight scene. Was that the boxing scene? No, that's Dredger was the big dude, the real big okay. guy. Okay. Remember, he only spoke French, but he threw the hammer at him and it bounced off, and then he, threw the, like, he swung that big <laughs> sledge. That's right. In the original, this is really cool, and I noticed it this time. Because, again, I always watch the movie before I read the uh, trivia. And, I, again, I've, I own this movie on, on the Blu-ray, and most of the, my viewings of this were on the Blu-ray. So when I read this trivia, after watching this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So in the original theatrical release of the film, Professor Moriarty, seen only in shadow, is voiced by an unknown actor. He's literally uncredited. This was done before the official casting of Jared Harris as Moriarty in the sequel, uh, A Game of Shadows. However, since the, the release of the latter, Harris's voice has been dubbed over the original actor's voice as to preserve continuity on all new DVD and Blu-ray copies, as well as any televised showings, which they did for this version, too, on Netflix. Huh. So if I were to pull out my Blu-ray and play all of Moriarty's lines, they're 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 voiced by somebody, you know, unknown huh. actor, um, and then they redid it. So I because so I'm watching it going, wait, that's not the guy. That, I mean, that's the guy for the next movie, but that's not. So I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Uh, Lord Blackwood's final words, quote unquote, final words: "Death is only the beginning." Are the same words that are carved on Imhotep's sarcophagus in *The Mummy*. Who would have oh. thought that we would have had a mummy reference to this movie? Nice. I that was kind of cool. Uh, and despite Moriarty's obsession with Blackwood's device and saying how it's crucial to his, his plans, it plays no part in uh, Game of Shadows. Yeah, so. Yeah, we heard. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. And you know what we didn't talk about pre-show? Well, our top three. Well, it's our top three. We didn't talk about yeah. it at all. We talked about other things. 
Excuse me while I whip this out. This is going to be great radio. So we have about five seconds to determine if we're going to do Robert Downey Jr. movies, uh, Jude Law, or uh, Detectives. I think we've done a lot. I really thought you guys decided this before I got on and didn't tell me. (laughs) And I was going to cut you out. (laughs) We both, we all just totally forgot. I was prepared to call you ass bags. (laughs) And we would have deserved it, but. Um, you think we've done RDJ? RDJ I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we've done RDJ. No, that's a shame. For what? What would we have done it for? Uh, uh Avatar. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> we've not seen that. Or Avengers. Sorry, Avengers. Uh, Iron Man. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, pick right, something well, else quickly, because again, we're I, <laughs> I say I say we just skip it this time. Okay. Let's cool. just. We'll skip it. Move it on. We'll fix it in post. Fix it. This, well, okay. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, well, according to my top three category list that I have, we have not done Robert Downey Jr. Just saying. So. Okay. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> really? You would put uh, Iron Man 2 over Iron Man 1? Um, no, 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 no. No, okay. No. No, give me give me Avengers, uh, Infinity War, uh, original Avengers, Iron Man. There All you right. go. Andrew, you want to stick with that list too? What would what would I say if you had to leave out? Leave out uh, Marvel. You think Marvel? Yeah. Oh dear Lord. All right. Um. Uh, uh I'd have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did really like that movie Due Date where he was with Zach Galifianakis. Um, it was a little comedy and uh, it was about uh, uh, his, his wife's due date and they were supposed to have a baby and he was away from home trying his best to get home and get stuck with a kind of an idiot. Uh, and uh, so it was a funny movie. Uh, he was also good in The Soloist. Dude, Tropic Thunder. All right. <laughs> Tropic I, Thunder. I, I'm just a dude playing a dude who looks like another dude. Have you, You've never seen that, have you? I've seen parts of it. I've seen that scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, kiss, uh, Kiss, Bang, Bang was really good. Uh, I liked him as the bad guy, spoiler, in U.S. Marshals. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. That's a while ago. Yeah, it? Air America still is good too. Yeah, so he's he's he has. I mean, he's obviously known as Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark. Yeah, um, but he's been in some other things too that I haven't seen. Oh crap! I didn't realize he was in Hearts and Souls. Oh my gosh! Hearts and Souls. We, we used to watch that mm-hmm. like crazy mm-hmm. back in high school. He's in post, a young. He's in uh, post production okay. for the Voyage of Doctor Doolittle. Um, pre production for Sherlock Holmes three. Post production for something called All Star Weekend, and pre production for the Doctor John Brinkley biopic. Dude, he was a cast member on SNL. Yeah, years ago. I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! So. Weird science. Wow. Nice. All right. Well, that was okay. Fun. Cool. That's that. That's informative. Yeah, yep. it was great. Good job. Um, hey, you know, you sit in post. No one will ever know. No, I'm not going to fix anything. I like people to know that we suck at our job. Um, yeah. and that's why we're number one. That's right. Or something. Uh, out of ten, this is we're going to rank this movie. Uh, uh, we rank this movie <laughs> on. We rank this movie on one, two, one ten. through ten. There you go. I like it, Andrew. Sometimes I I think some of the stuff I say is kind of pointless <laughs> and stupid, and then I I listen to you guys. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best thing you've ever said on this show, Andrew. <laughs> We are here to to serve a purpose, Andrew. <laughs> that's that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah the problem is I'm going to be singing that the rest of the night. 
want to go to sleep singing We Rank This movie. <laughs> this movie. We Rank This Movie. <laughs> I'm going to give this a, uh, a good 7.7. I'm sorry, what? Well, I couldn't hear you over Sam's giggles. What did you say? I said I'm going to give this a 7.7 out of 10. All right. You're, uh, you're actually pretty close to what uh, what the IMDb says. So that's good, Sam. Eight point one three. No, okay. I love this movie. Like I said, it's hard to find faults. It really is. Yeah, All it's right. quirky. I love my quirky, funny movies. I do too. The second one isn't as good as the first. Uh, it has no. its, it has its moments of being really clever and fun. Um, I love the scene when they're running away in the woods and they're getting shelled. Mm. Um, I think that's a really cool scene, um, but you know another use of the of the fast motion slow motion bit. Um, the only thing that I wanted another version of in this in this was the um, where he where he does the uh, he breaks down the fight scene the fight mm. uh, he does mm-hmm. it again really well in the the second movie because Moriarty's kind of playing along with him, um, and he can also <laughs> do it. Uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, I again, I I love this movie too. I like it a lot. I'm gonna I'm a I'm gonna be near Sam here with like an eight point two five. Uh, I I really like this movie. Um, I want to watch it again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, gonna I be love, probably listening to the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. It's on my it's on my list. So right now, my daughter's favorite song on my phone is a Ducktales cover that I have. Um, because we're watching the DuckTales show, which is really funny. I don't know if you guys saw my Facebook post the other day, but they did an Evil Dead reference in DuckTales. Nice. It really? Was, oh, it was, dude, it was hysterical. I mean, <laughs> the, the kids find the Book of the Dead. They say, so, no, it was a videotape. It was, the, it was a videotape. They play it, and then the dead rise, and Donald's standing there with uh, a, a chainsaw on his hand, not holding it, on his hand. And he's chopping up the, the thing. And in order for them to stop the zombies, they have to say a phrase. And if you remember from Army of Darkness, when he's saying the words, he says them wrong, which makes, <laughs> the, makes the spell not work. Those yeah. words that he says wrong are what the kids, the Huey says in the show. Nice. And so I was, I was laughing so hard, and everyone in my house is like, why are you laughing at this? And I'm like, this is brilliant, because it was made for me. This scene was made by dudes my age that watched this movie and loved The Evil Dead and thought it would be funny to put it in. And I loved it. It was brilliant. So, nice. yeah. Uh, you've seen that movie, Andrew, right? You've seen... The, mm-hmm. the Evil Dead. Well, I've seen the, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, it's great. Um, next week, next show, we're doing Lord Woo-hoo. of War. This one has been on the list for a long time, and I wa- I've been wanting to do it for a long time. I, I contest that this is the kind of one of the last good Nicolas Cage movies that he did. Um, yeah, he did good movies? Before, yes, he's done some good movies. Before the bottom, see, I, I really think he got he was okay in Kick Ass, but it was because he was able to be crazy, Nick Cage. You're exactly right. He was able to be kind of that weird thing, and he was also kind of good in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. But again, he's mm-hmm. he's playing this weirdly kind of weird off kind of dude. Andrew, check your phone, by the way. I just sent that picture to the group message. Um. Fine, don't share it with me. It's the group message, Sam. Go <laughs> look at it. Uh huh. Sure. Don't Whatever. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, isn't that great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I mean, it's even a red background. I mean, it's perfect. It's just so great. Um, yeah. Anyway, Lord of War next week. Um, Jared Leto, him, uh, Tom Brady's baby mama is in it. Giselle. No, that's his wife. It's uh, Brid, uh, not Bridget. Bridget Monahan. Bridget, no, um, Michelle Monahan. Bobby Monahan. I can't remember her name. Wait, what? Tom Brady's that? That's his mom. Baby mama. I'm I'm confused. You've never heard of the term baby mama? 
Giselle is his wife. His baby mama. His wife. Yes. He has an out of marriage child. Oh, oh. With Bridget Moynihan. Yeah. Oh, well, good for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's very yeah. lovely. Interesting. That yeah. that couldn't have been awkward at all. No, you know, whatever. It's just saying it happens. Um, That's nineteen. Do what? It says two thousand nineteen. That's not awkward anymore. Yeah, broke up with her boyfriend Tom Brady in on December sixteenth, two thousand six. Reported by her publicist that she is expecting the first child and that the father is Tom Brady. So, <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So it, it's a thing. Whatever. Um, yeah. But she's great in this movie. And uh, uh, so, yeah, Lord of War. Watch it. Le- learn it. Love it. Um, Nicolas Cage, Jared Leto, and a bunch of other people that you'll go, oh, I remember him. Oh, Ian Holm is in this. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. Great. All right. So, yeah, next week. Sweet. That's it. Okay. That's our show. Um, That's it. Bye, guys. See you later. Uh, Have a good night. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. <laughs> um, I just let me say some things and then we'll get out of here. Like, uh, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Um, uh, visit our website, cheapsuitreviews.com. It'll bunch one day, it'll be updated again. I, I've been saying that jokingly for a while. Sam again just can't physically do it right yet, but he'll get there. Um, Sam, uh, f- facebook.com slash cheapsuitreviews is that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast, and you can and should. Send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And that's it. Unless you don't want to. Unless and then just do it anyway. Yeah, you should do it. Make it, make, it, make it feel good. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye.